Hey there! Welcome back to another episode of Lunchtime Chats with BTO. I'm your host, Kiera, and today's episode, which is a little bit shorter than the rest of them this season, uh, we are going to be discussing the concept of modeling desired behaviors for youth. So, because it's just an episode with me today, there's going to be some content, so just bear with me as per usual this season. But do stay tuned for next week's episode where I will be having our executive director and a fan favorite from season one uh, for our very last episode of season two to talk about failure when utilizing all of these behavior management tools that we've been talking about um, as a tool for connection as well as what we can do next. As always, as what I've been asking uh, and telling our listeners throughout this season, uh, if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover on this podcast, we want to invite you to check out our contact information in the show notes to please reach out to us and send us over any thoughts that you might have, uh, your stories, uh, questions, anything that you want us to reflect on in this podcast moving forward. Because we, again, we always want our listeners to know that we are here and we care about you and we want you to use this uh, podcast as a tool for growth to, to help your communities too. So as always, with that said, let's just dive into today's content. So it's safe to say that kids are definitely sponges and they notice and pick up everything even if we don't always necessarily give them credit for it. Kids learn how to behave by observation and by copying the behavior that they see, and this starts extremely early. A lot of adults think that children tend to grow out of these tendencies of copying behavior, especially when they hit adolescence and they start seeking independence. This isn't necessarily true though. They're still watching, and they're still copying behaviors by the adults that are surrounding them. These observations absolutely influence the way they engage with the world, their understanding of themselves, and how they can make decisions. This is why it's so important to be aware of what behaviors you are modeling in the presence of the youth in your life, because they're listening. And trust me, they're paying attention. Being a positive role model in a safe space can go a really long way in creating healthy connections and promoting desired behaviors, which is the goal of this entire season of this podcast. We can use modeling as a behavior management tool in many different ways. Remember, behavior management is something that we use to, yes, redirect behavior, absolutely, but also to foster and build authentic relationships with the youth that we serve. Modeling as a behavior management tool can be used to teach specific hands-on skills, promote healthy and desired behaviors, teach life skills, teach social skills, and teach emotional skills, as well as promote safety for exploration and cultivation of positive sense of self. So how can we use modeling to teach specific hands-on skills? Well, the first step is pretty self-explanatory. You have to have the teen watch you complete the task that you're asking them to do first. The second step is to give them some time to process and to remember what they observed, what they watched you do in order for them to complete the task themselves. They may not remember correctly the first, the second, third, 
or even the 10th time that they've tried to do this task the way that they saw you do it. Be patient, be consistent, and be understanding. It might take some time for them to learn how to do it on their own. The third step is to have them practice it and to continue to show them when they ask you for guidance, when they ask you for help. Keep modeling that behavior. Allow them to fail, allow them to ask questions, and give them space to keep trying. And the very last piece when we're talking about teaching specific skills when we're using modeling is provide them with that encouragement, with positive reinforcement, with verbal praise. This goes a long way and this lets them know that it's worth their time and effort to keep trying, to keep watching you model this behavior and to keep going after that. It's important to pay attention to your behaviors too because you might be seeing youth modeling your unhealthy behaviors and in turn, you might be having a hard time redirecting them. And so with that, how do we take that and figure out how we can model more positive behaviors for youth? Well, here's a couple of things that might be helpful to keep in mind when we're talking about teaching those kinds of skills and promoting healthy and desired behaviors. The first is when you're setting rules or expectations together, like in the episode that we talked about expectations and consequences, make sure that you as the adult also follows the rules that you set with the teens youth have a really hard time understanding that they're not meant to break the rules but adults are allowed to break them based on adult discretion typically when this happens and a teen breaks a set rule they receive a punishment But when an adult breaks the same rule that they both decided on and set together for the space that they share, typically there's not the same consequence for the adult or any consequence at all. So as we've been talking about, consistency is key. Youth don't understand the concept of do as I say, not as I do. And honestly, it's not very fair to expect them to accept that as a life lesson. That's not something that we're trying to teach them. The second thing to keep in mind is it's important to be mindful about modeling those unhealthy behaviors that you might have for youth. Again, we are all human. Of course, we all engage in unhealthy behaviors in some way, shape, or form. We can't expect ourselves as adults to be perfect when modeling behaviors. And because of that, we can't expect our youth to behave perfectly every single time or all of the time. Holding yourself accountable and acknowledging when you mess up with youth can go a really long way in showing them that they can learn from their mistakes while also trusting that modeling your behavior is healthy for them and worth their time. And the the last thing to keep in mind when we're talking about modeling more positive or healthy behaviors for youth is, and it might seem a little obvious that modeling behaviors uh, that require adults to show them and not necessarily tell them, um, but I think sometimes adults have a hard time with conceptualizing the developmental difference between their understanding of completing a task and the youth that they're interacting with and their understanding of completing the task that they're asking them. 
communication as a rule or expectation with an adult is usually enough for comprehension. But with youth, they might need more visual direction along with that communication piece. So take the time to show them what task you'd like them to complete and then give them space to try that on their own. So what if the behavior that they're modeling is from someone else that they learned it from? This can definitely feel very frustrating and it can make a parent or a caregiver, teacher, whoever it is in the situation, feel really stuck on how to redirect the behavior. It's very common for teens to model behavior from their peers who may be modeling unhealthy behaviors from their parents, friends, or family members because Remember, at this point in development, peers are extremely important for teens and how they are developing their identity, how they're understanding the world. In these sort of cases, it's important to, again, be consistent in the behaviors you're modeling for them and would like them to use. Remind them of the expectations and the consequences that, that you both set together and both of you decided on, and the cons- again, the consequences of their choices. It might be helpful to talk to them in a non-judgmental, empathetic way that invites curiosity to understand where their behaviors are coming from. Because after all, all behaviors have a reason and serve some sort of function. Positive reinforcement may be a really good technique to use to combat unhealthy modeling behaviors, which is something we talked about in a previous episode this season. Something that we do very intentionally here at BTO is modeling social and emotional skills with our youth. Our staff is very mindful with the language they use and small social interactions with youth to make sure that we're promoting healthy communication and healthy relationships. So a personal example, something that I do with every student that walks into our building during our program hours is make sure that I greet them with kindness and excitement every single time, no matter where I'm at, no matter what I'm bringing into the space. And I make sure that I do that with every student equally as they're walking into the door. I share with them the way that I feel when I see them. I ask them questions when I'm looking for more clarification from them, when I'm in different interactions with them. I utilize different I statements to make sure that I am building some understanding of communication and making sure that they um, that they understand my emotions during conflict resolution when we're starting a different activity or a different game I make sure that I'm inviting other students to join in and model how to include others into different activities I label the way that I'm feeling and I make sure that I demonstrate the way that I manage my emotions while also encouraging them to do the same. Those are all very specific examples of the ways that I make sure that I am modeling social and emotional skills for the students that I serve. And I know that this is something that we talk about with all of our staff. And, you know, everybody has their own style and the way that they want to communicate and the way that they want to model these sort of behaviors. But that's my personal example and something that I think is really helpful for me when I'm trying to create and cultivate healthy relationships with the students that I serve. Similarly, 
a very deep core value and a mission at Brookline Teen Outreach is to address mental health with our youth. So modeling ways to talk about and cope with things like anxiety and depression are extremely important to promote healthy coping skills. So for example, instead of asking a student close, like closed questions, such as, do you feel anxious? Something that I might do instead is ask a more open question like, how are you feeling? Or how does that make you feel? And this opens up space for a conversation and allows them to decide the language and the labeling of the emotion. Whereas if I'm asking them, do you feel anxious? That closed question, that kind of insinuates that they might have a reason to feel anxious or I'm implying that there's a reason for them to feel anxious. And so it doesn't really give them room to explore on their own. It's important that I talk with them about how I cope with anxiety or how I cope with sad feelings um, so that I can also show them basic breathing and deep breathing skills to help cope with those sort of things, as well as talk about being mindful and and being mindful about my body language. Those are all ways that I am modeling healthy coping skills and showing them how and talking about how I'm doing that for myself. An important note when we're talking about modeling with mental health is making sure that we're not avoiding talking about these topics because this can subconsciously teach our youth to avoid these anxious triggers or these depressed or negative emotions that they're feeling, which can cause more emotional harm. When youth see that adults are taking accountability for their behaviors, they're being authentic and genuine in their interactions with them, and they're teaching them skills in a non-judgmental way, they're more likely, much more likely, to copy these behaviors because they're consistent and they feel safe. With consistency in modeling, teens know that they're not being held to a different standard or have a different set of rules to follow. And this really helps them to feel respected and cared for at the same time. Teens already have a million mental hoops to jump through to try and engage with and understand the world that they live in with constant information flood. As adults who choose to have children and youth in our lives, part of our job is to show them healthy ways to navigate it and how to cope with it and to create safe spaces for them. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, I know that this was a little bit shorter than the rest of them this season, um, but I hope that this was helpful in helping you conceptualize how modeling is used as a behavior management tool, how it can be so helpful for connection, and why it's so important to keep some of these things in mind when we are interacting with youth. Like I said, stay tuned for next week. to listen to a interview with our executive director, Caitlin McNulty, for our very last episode of this season. Uh, as always, thanks so much for tuning in, and until next time. Before you go, episodes of Lunchtime Chats with BTO are free on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. 
If you want to hear episodes ad-free, get extra content, and have opportunities for mini consultation services, you can always subscribe to our Patreon account, Brookline Teen Outreach, linked in the show notes. Another way you can support our show is to make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. It's so helpful for our growth at BTO if you give us a review and rate our podcast. You can connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Brookline Teen Outreach, Instagram at handle Brookline Teen Outreach, Twitter at handle Brookline underscore teen, our LinkedIn account at Brookline Teen Outreach Center, and again, our Patreon account at Brookline Teen Outreach. You can always find more resources and information on our website, brooklineteenoutreach.org. You can find counseling resources on our sister organization, Compassionate Counseling's website, compassionatecounselingpa.org. Thanks so much for listening.